Boys Out of College, episode seven and a half or seven or eight, depending on how you keep track, or six. Don't really know. Ethan, square it up for us right now. What are we on? What episode? This is week seven of the NFL. Hold on. I don't even know if that's right. Week eight of the NFL. Week eight of the NFL, so it's episode seven. Episode seven. The All I know equation, is we're an absolute the equation. Line. If N is the NFL week, episode is N minus one. So we are always one less than the week of the NFL. <clears throat> Math. That was some go. that was some teacher shit if I've ever heard. But I will <laughs> say this. I'll I'll throw this out there because I'm reading off the script today because we have a very important show. Because we have, without further ado, the owner slash governor, slash coach, slash general manager of Hyde Mr. Moon, Mr. Jack and himself. Jack, my brother. How you fellas, doing? Fellas, it's, it's an honor to be on this for real. Welcome, everybody, to Week 8, the podcast. I'm happy to be the guest this week. Yeah, well, yeah, we- I mean, Jack reached out to me, like, midway through the Sunday slate, like, shortly after the Lions got spanked by the Ravens. And Jack could kind of tell that things were sort of tilting in his direction. He was like, yo, I heard a lot of shit about the moon last week. Let's make it happen. And I said, dude, there is no – if I could handpick a guest for this week, it would be Jack. So, Jack, welcome to the pod. You're the man. Appreciate y'all. Good to be here, yeah, man. Jack, Jack definitely deserved his moment, and I think this is a perfect <laughs> week. <laughs> this is a perfect week for, for this moment to happen because it's, it's just convenient that he hasn't shown himself the other weeks, but he's now showing <laughs> – the moon is revealing itself this week. So excited to hear about it. Excited to hear about it. Nonetheless, I will you say don't this look too. That happy, bro. You don't look don't, that happy for me to be honest. Listen, <laughs> I love it. To, I love it when everybody confront. comes on. I love it when everybody comes on. It, it gives us something new. It gives us some, something to catch up on. And it's, it's good to see the boys, you know, that we haven't seen in a while. So every, every guest is a gift. Every guest is a gift. Sometimes I like, especially last week with Mitch, I was definitely going into that expecting Mitch to like come at me a lot more. I was expecting Mitch. Mitch left a lot in the chamber. I thought he he did. I thought he was going to come at me firing based off of what like I had heard from everybody else. I was like, I'm about to get torn a new one, low key. But um, Jack, I'm assuming similar from you. I'm assuming I'm going to get something. I'm assuming you're. And you know what? Damn it, you should. You should. You know what? Somebody around here has to tell it like it is, and if I'm going to be that person, then so be it. But uh, I'm, I'm also willing to take the feedback. I'm willing to take constructive criticism and be a listener, so I'm here for it. Um, can I get into my fun fact of the day before we get the ball rolling here? Of course. There is no word in the English language that ends in the letter V. Chew on that, that, spit it this, out. Is this a riddle? Is Mazel Tov in the English dictionary? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that's Hebrew. Is that Hebrew? Okay. All right. Well, Mazel you know, I mean, if we Jewish, went to the... It's a Jewish uh, celebratory yeah. uh, term. I think, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Cheers. It was also in that Black Eyed Peas <laughs> song. Fill up my car train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it. Now. That's the one. No, E, yeah. you're I think you're 100% correct. If we went to the Russian language, we could think of thousands. Oh, but absolutely. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. Absolutely. No, I heard that today and I was just like, "Huh, about to throw this on the pod tonight. See what happens." I had something else that was like really interesting too. And um 
yeah, it escaped me right when we started this. So I'm gonna at, at some point tonight I might randomly say something crazy, and but that's it. I'm not. <laughs> that's that's all I have to say. Well, how Let's about get into the, yeah. Well, before that, I got two quick things. For one, you know what? Let's make this a celebratory podcast. Let's take an opportunity in the spirit of our pre-show banter to take this moment to celebrate October birthdays because we have two October birthdays on this panel. Spooky. As well as, well as our good buddy Cole Barron, CB, ex-manager of Ann Arbor Antics. <laughs> yeah. We don't got to talk about all that, though. IHOP King. Shout out to CB. Also, I don't think I've ever been... I've never been more excited for one of these podcasts. And I could tell you, uh, case in point was I completely wrote it on the wrong day in my planner. So I texted these guys, Jack and Ethan, last night at about, you know, this time last night. I was like, hey, we ready to roll? Here's the link. And they were like, yo, it's Wednesday, homie, or something to that extent. And I was like, yeah, you're right. You know, so I've been ready for 24 hours. And with further ado, Ethan, let's get to it. Let's get uh, to it. A jam-packed week to recap we have so many storylines to get to a lot of juice a lot of feel we're gonna go with a little bit different approach we are front loading the shit out of this week seven recap uh detroit rock city takes down chips beaver by about a steady 15 all i'll say about this one welcome to the show patrick mahomes but i'll turn it over to y'all first jack you can run with this one first as our beloved guest what you see in this matchup the only thing really, man, I mean, I feel like my Holmes had like that crazy game that you've been kind of waiting on from him. Like, obviously, he'd been consistent, but uh, yeah, 44.26. Um, I mean, that's outstanding. Interesting enough, though, Trent, and this is neither here nor there, but if Mahomes would have had his second highest scoring game of the season, which was 31 points, I think Chip Fever might have got you by two. So, I mean, right? I mean, let, let no, you're right. the past, but... Um, See, this is what I love. This is what I, Jack came to play. Jack's Jack coming out with stats. Jack's coming him. out with stats from <laughs> game <laughs> one here. I love it. I mean, it. listen, Chips Fever... Or, yeah, that's his dumbass name. Yeah, like, he don't deserve <laughs> even one win, bro. Like, his team is bad. Bad. And, um, I mean, like, he could have stole one, bro. I mean, you're arguably the best team in the league right now, Trent. So, like, that would have been crazy if the worst team in the league Oh, one from you, but uh, I mean, that's uh, all it for there for me. Like, to, to kind of resonate, easy. yeah, to kind of resonate off of Jack here, Trent, uh, somebody's got to tell how it is on here. And this was North's game to win, honestly. It would, this was North's game to win. And you know, you at the end of the day got the dub, so it is what it is. But Chris, you got to look at this one and you really got to shake your head and you really got to question where am I headed? Is it the right direction? Is it the wrong direction? Because when you look at this specific matchup, Mostert, five points. Keenan Allen, seven points. Laporta, eight points. Lions defense, negative two points. This was yours to win. The stars aligned. The moon revealed itself, no pun intended, because Jack's on here. But everything lined up to look right. And what your guys showed up to the game, and they just they, they fumbled the ball, no pun intended, part two. Right, you you had everything that was ready to go, and then your guys just didn't show up. Who is it? Who's Marvin Mims? Why why is a Denver Broncos wide receiver a fourth string? Might that be starting? <laughs> Marv Not, time, I, guess, I guess he didn't have anybody. I guess he didn't have anybody. He had a guy on his IR that doesn't seem to be on his IR because he scored one point four in the IR position. <laughs> I don't really know how that works, but 
Chris, it honest, honestly, it was yours to win. I mean, you put up 105, so not horrendous, but still just one to shake your head at. Yo, I'm in this other league where, like, if you have someone on your IR who scores points, they give you, like, a one-hour notice to make a move, and if you don't make a move, you lose that guy. <laughs> I, like, oh. I, yeah. I, was, I almost lost – I have James Conner, ironically, on my IR in both, and I almost lost uh, – what's his nuts? Uh, had someone else in my IR. Not important. I was just throwing that out there. Thank God we don't have any of that communist shit going on. But I will say this um, – if anybody had Ezekiel Elliott outscoring DeAndre Swift on their bingo card, credit to you because it happened, motherfuckers. Let's move on. Uh, Lickety split takes down Kid Karch by less than a point. This was yeah. Let me let me try. As, let me no, e, e, I'm, e, e, I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> this was talked about. This was pumped up. Mitchell said he was gonna blow Ethan out of the water. Ethan, er, excuse me. Mitchell was like, oh, I'm so. I'm so sorry, Ethan. I wish we could play at full strength. I feel bad for you, dog. I feel you. And all of a sudden, bam, lickety split. So, E, you drive. Drive, brother. Uh, you know what? And I'm going to drive, and I'm going to drive this down a one-lane road because, man, it's lonely, <laughs> it's dark, and there is a lot that goes into this match. This has got to be, in all of my fantasy football career, one of the worst beats I have ever seen in my entire life. And I don't say that because it's my team. I Going into Monday, I was already watching film for the next week. I was already preparing for the next game. We were, we were situated. We were done. We had that loss marked. I was, let me preface, down, I was down by four points going into Monday night football. The 49ers who were headed into that as the, I think, fourth ranked defense in the whole NFL and fantasy ranked fourth ranked defense against the Minnesota Vikings who have have given up I think the 20 some somewhere around the 25th most points to defenses nothing in the butter nothing in the pond was saying that lickety split was going to come out on top here now I had Jake Moody okay Jake Moody who just the previous week missed a game-winning field goal against the Cleveland Browns that eventually gave the 49ers their first loss yep Michigan go blue now Jake Moody comes out, hits two PATs, and meanwhile, the Vikings are pouring it on a little bit. At, in the second quarter, midway through the second quarter, Jake Moody misses a 45-yard field goal, and right at that moment, that's where I sent the right waiver request, and I was like, I'm dropping this dude. He can't hit a field goal for nothing. Boom. As soon as I sent that, the Vikings came back down, and they scored again, and then the Mitchell, the defense went down to like five points, and I was like, okay, like – Maybe maybe he could still do it. He hits he hits another PAT and all of a sudden it's a four point game heading into the fourth quarter, and I'm like oh my gosh, and then Moody lines up for a 56 yarder and I remember I was talking to my friend at the time and I was like whoa wait hold on hold on hold on I gotta watch this shit I gotta watch this shit. Moody hits the 56 yarder and I was like oh my gosh I'm winning right now, and this is so anecdotal and so like you're probably boring you to sleep, but at the end of the day, a kicker who just came off of two straight missed field goals, outscored a broad and heavy 49ers defense by five points. And that has got to be something that nobody was expecting, especially me. My guys didn't come up to play. My guys weren't ready to go. Um, I told Mitchell that if this was, if this was my week to lose, it was going to be my week to lose. And I had fully expected that. 
Jeff Wilson, 0.9 points. And who would have thought? I remember last week we were talking about how it was going to be a defensive yes, game. Yes, I was going to throw that out there. Yeah. The 49ers of the Bills were going to – it was going to be a game of the defenses, and it actually was the opposite. It was the lack of the defenses. Three points for the Bills, three points for the 49ers, and wow. I texted Mitch, and I was like, look, man, like that stuff. And Mitchell, Mitchell sent me a text, and he was like – he was like, "Yeah, I had to. I had to take a break, man. I, I was, I was facing some serious thoughts about last night. So <laughs> it was, it was a rough look. I felt bad. I've never seen anything like it. Nothing. I need to talk shit about. Nothing. I need to talk shit about because at the end of the day, that was not an impressive week by me. So you got to win, though, right? Ethan. You got to win. I you got to win. I did. A win and, is a win. Uh, Jake Moody, Michigan blood." Although he's been granted, his accuracy has been very questionable in the league so far. But I got a question for you on this matchup. Why did you why, why did you have Daryl Henderson on your bench? So he was just signed the previous week, and he was a free agent. He wasn't even on a practice squad. So when he was signed to the practice squad, there was a piece of me that was like, okay, if I put this guy in, there's a good chance he does not play at all. Because remember, they, they were out Kyron Williams, they were out Ronnie Rivers. And they had Royce Freeman and they had Zach Evans, I think was his name. So I had no idea how much tick he was going to get. He had no game experience. This was his first overall week. All I knew was that he had played for previous years for Sean McVay. So this was a week where I was like, okay, if he does good and he proves it, he's immediately going into the lineup. But now you're going to ask, why did you start Jeff Wilson? Well, let me tell you. Jeff Wilson was like my fifth round pick in the draft. <laughs> yeah, dog, like, Jeff Wilson was like... my fifth round pick. He was slated. He was slated to start head, head hand in hand with Raheem Mostert. And they were going to split carries back and forth. Jeff Wilson more power, Mostert more like pass catcher. And that's when A-Chain came up and like totally took the league by storm. And then when Wilson came off the IR finally, I was like, A-Chain's gone. He's probably just going to jump right back into this high octane Miami offense. I would have thought the same thing. E. I thought that was the right move, to be honest. Yeah, and it just—it was the wrong move. But you live and you learn. You know, I had to see it. I had to—I had to see it happen first. I mean, so I many... guess I wasn't even so, sorry, Trent. Let me just say this real quick. Oh, I wasn't even ahead. really no. alluding to the whole Jeff Wilson thing, even though I—he—he's I, an NPC for sure. Uh, <laughs> why are we starting two tight ends? Like who? Trey McBride? <laughs> like you want to yeah. run him at your flex instead of? Well, number one back for the Chargers because he got the start that day. He he like, did. Yeah, like, he you activated didn't know going in the morning, in, right? You didn't know going in that he was going to get most of the carries. Oh, wait, so okay. if I just took it as somebody coming off the practice squad, he was just going to be an option. Now, I know when that usually happens, when you're in running back troubles, you usually rely on a veteran. So maybe it was a little bit of a slip up on my end where I could have been like, yeah, he's a veteran. But like, at this point, I didn't want to take that risk of possibly putting him in getting zero. I just needed somebody that I knew was going to score something. Yeah. And Trey McBride yeah. uh, like showed himself as that option. Uh, but, yeah, starting two tight ends is never really the play. But you got the dog, brother. You sometimes got the dog, you got to manage. Yeah. yeah. I, just so many, so many little like anecdotes, little earworms you could talk about with this one because there was so much gum bumping going on last week. Um I mean, what a far cry we've come from, like, Ethan taking Najee Harris under when he was a member of the Flying Dutchman, I believe, week two. And now he's, like, putting up numbers for E. Shout out to Jameer Gibbs for Kid Karch. He finally showed up for you. Karch, if you're going to do anything this season, that guy has finally arrived. He's going to help you out. And the last thing I wanted to say was, you know, E, you alluded to it. 
here we were talking about the 49ers and Bills are both going to put up like 40-plus on the defense. Not only did they both put up three, they both lost straight up to teams that are no question worse than them. So that's just this league, man, this league. Boy, Bills made Mac shit. Jones look like Joe Montana. <laughs> yeah. This shit you all say on the podcast, it's hard, man. Like Y'all are saying like, Oh, it's gonna be a defensive week, man. Like this is gonna be all. Oh, about don't even, Jack. You, you no, can I, look at that matchup and see that that might happen. It's it not easy hard. predicting the future. I'm not trying to argue that, but like y'all just goofy because like look at you now. Hey, it like, takes yeah. a lot. I mean, it takes we a act lot. So sure about it, and then it's like the opposite <laughs> happens, and it's like, well, we're idiots. You know? It takes a lot to stick your neck out in public and make You're a claim. Right. Problem just, is. Yeah. There's guillotines and katanas and swords everywhere. There's and when you stick your neck out, right, E? You, just you always say you are going to be held accountable, and you do. You do. You make up for your mistakes. Like, you will acknowledge your mistakes. Try to say you're doing the same thing. I think I just heard Ethan say it more, but I got my <laughs> master's in accounting. <laughs> I'm going to hold y'all, and I'm going to hold y'all accountable. <laughs> yes. Hey, we res- I respect it. I respect uh, it. Uh, can, we, can we slide to the next one, then? We got we to gotta slide to the next one, because this. this this one might take up more airtime than the last one, if that's even possible, because yeah. I, Mr. Moon here, takes we down Filipinos do by 30. Now, here's all I know. There were three, <laughs> there were three dudes on this podcast last week, and one of these smart individuals said, I see Hyde Mr. Moon <laughs> yeah. on a launch pad. Now, I did pick Hyde Mr. Moon to lose this matchup, but I did say, I said, put him in the throne room because this dude finds a way to win games. And not only did he make a statement this week by scoring above 86 points, he dropped the biggest amount of points we've seen all week. Jack, I'll turn it over to you. You beat the Filipinos by 30. A good team, Filipinos, by the way. Dropped 180 and a loss once upon a time this year. Where do I even start? Where the <laughs> fuck do I even start? Can we swear on this? Like, can we swear on this? Is that cordial? I think I've already sworn like 80 times, so you're all good. Right, all right, cool. Well, let's start by the latter half of what you said, Trent. I feel like Filipinos, man, he has gotten some bad fucking beats, bro. Like, he put up like his third most amount of points this week. And like, my team just like spawned out of nowhere and just erupted. Uh, pause. Um, but also, like, this has been a year where, like, I just have drafted a team and have felt so shitty about it. Like, this is, like, the first year where I woke up the next morning and I was like, yo, what the hell did I draft? Anyways, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> so that's, this like, the day is- after the draft, you're looking at your team and you're just like, bro, what is this? I was like, <laughs> I've never had a worse feeling about a team than this year. Uh, and I- my team's not good. I'm not going to – go out and say that it is, bro. I'm not trying to say that. My team is not good, and I feel like I've never proclaimed that they were. I don't think you believe that, Jack. I'm not gonna. I'm not calling you a liar, but I don't think you believe that. I think you know your team's dangerous in the right circumstance. You just yeah, scored I mean, one six. Bro, made, Jack, AJ Dillon, Devin Singletary, like Josh Downs. Like, granted, hey, they might not be good, but now you know that they are capable. They are now capable. you know that yeah, they can do it. We, we, we learned that. Um, a couple other things I want to say, bro, is just Tyrod Taylor had a strange-ass feeling about him, man. He put up 25.26, and now he's going back to the bench. <laughs> he, got some chrome, he got some chrome bucky that night, and I called it in the chat early. He went crazy. And then, like, Joshua Palmer, like, random, just, like, going off. Travis Kelsey, big day for T-Swift. Man, I want him off my team ASAP. 
And then, like, Broncos defense was just random because I wasn't going to start the Eagles over Miami. A mistake is what it is. I think, like, I'm going to try to just keep my spiel short and sweet, but I already know it's long. Like, I already had, like, so many things going into this game that I just, like, it was a must win for me. Like, and I think there's something to be said about the moon curse. Let me tell you all about it. Every team I play, every team I play, somewhere or another just puts up shit numbers, man. I mean, granted, Philly did put up a lot, but, like, I, I still won. I feel like there is something spooky. It might just be October. And it might just be for all the dogs, but I do think it is a moon curse, like, in the atmosphere. People, people, like, come on here, like, Mitchell, like, Spencer, like, say the most, like, unoriginal shit, like, oh, I'm the hero, I'm the villain. (laughs) For, like, the last five years, yeah, there's heroes and fucking villains, man. Yeah, that's unoriginal. But you want to know what I'm claiming myself as? And I think you guys are going to agree with me 100%, as I think the rest of the league will. I'm the voice. (laughs) (laughs) he's he's the voice yeah yeah i'm the the voice voice. and then uh and there's a moon curse and unfortunately philly had to deal with that wrath this week but i'm not even dogging on his team because he's got a squad and that's my piece yeah talk about a talk about a team that just week after week just gets absolutely banged by the rest of the league Filipinos, man, it is rough sledding over there. Just heading into the week, just knowing you have a sick team and then putting up above average numbers and then just playing the team that puts up the most points. That's probably happened to him three times now, which is just so unfortunate. And yet, and and yet, Ethan, he's three and four. He's still alive. Yeah. And you know what, Trent? I actually wanted to comment on something, but I don't know if I should say it now or when the throne room comes around. Oh, say it now. Say it right now. Okay. So... Jack is here, so let's let's talk about this. So when you put Jack on the throne room, yes. you said we talked about. We were like, oh, you know, how is Jack here? Like, what has Jack done? What is that? And you were like, whoa, 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 he wins games. So I'm gonna pull the logic card on you and say, well, why are we talking so highly about Philly? Because if Jack wins games, Philly loses games. So. Is Philly really that good? Because I'm just trying to match your logic. Here's the here. difference. Jack's I'll tell you, team might not be good, but he wins games. Philly's team is good, but he doesn't win games. No, that's a great that's a great question. Very valid question. I'll tell you the answer. It's very simple. Philly loses games in anomalous ways. He'll drop 180 and lose. He'll drop anomalous the second most points in the week and he'll lose. Jack will win when he's literally scoring 86 points and he'll just grind it out. So my rationale was simply something's going right over there, and we've now established it's the curse. It is what it is. It's the voice. That's going right over there, and he's finding a way to win games. I got to commend that week to week. There's something and, spiritual and, and about you, the moon. You add in last week, like Trevor picked up his first loss. There, there weren't a ton of great candidates. So, shit, I'll look at the moon. He gets the throne. And, damn it, he right. might stay. We'll get to that later. But any more thoughts on this one, E? No, I'm good. I mean, I, I won't, I won't say anything because you know I, we, we spent a quite, quite a bit of time on this one. I just like the Tua Tyreek stat kind of let Philly down, and it wasn't really Philly's fault because they were playing the Eagles. It is what it is. Uh, I will know, say, I'll say one more thing. I said I didn't have anything else. To say. I'll say one more thing. Go Jack, I think we've mentioned it once on this podcast, but there is a piece of me that is glad you won because the league is better when you are winning. And it's I also good for the show. It's really good for the show. It's, it's good for the show. It's good for the <laughs> league because you are definitely, you like you said, you're a voice. You're the, the voice. 
And I think when you're doing well, I think it gets the people going, it gets the people active. And it's always good content, at least, when Moon is doing well. So I, that, there was a piece of me that was happy to see that because I knew something was coming. We're, uh, we're 24 minutes into this, Ethan. You haven't apologized for the bullshit you said last week. So until you do, <laughs> everything you say right whoa, now whoa, is taken whoa, with a fucking whoa. grain of salt, who, who man. Who said apologizing? Who said? <laughs> you were talking crazy last week, so I feel like. What would I apologize for? I still stand by it. I don't think you're a very great team. I still All stand right. by it. I know you go to bed at night what? and you think about week one. I, I know that keeps you up. <laughs> week one is week one, you know. Mm -hmm. Ethan, Ethan takes a lot of heat on here. We got to get Clarky on here and Nate on here so they can rip me apart because I'm the one constantly beating the drum for their downfall. But whatever. Um, That concludes our front loaded. We went Detroit Rock City, Lickety Split Moon, three for three on this panel. But let's move into Still in College takes down Rick Dalton by two and a half. And uh, I think everyone's hearts went out to Rob for this one because the league is pulling for Rob. <laughs> yeah. Ethan, I'll throw it to you first. The league was pulling for Rob and for a couple reasons. You know, I, I obviously hate to see David win. He's a divisional opponent, so I was really kind of rooting <laughs> for his loss. But, man, Rob is really trying. He's really trying to come out here and, and do something for himself. And to lose the way that he did, oh my gosh, that is just there's just another bad beat. It's just another bad beat that we saw. And like something I want to point attention to was the kicker battle here, zero to twenty-two. That's like an all-time kicker difference score. I would assume. I don't think we've had a difference in scores by kickers of that magnitude in league history. But um. David, another win that wasn't pretty. I think the same thing happened last week against Trevor. Um, but, yeah, Rob, I'm pulling for you, man. I feel sorry. It just seems like your guys can't really get past that, like, average mark. You know, they'll always get, like, that 10, that 8, that 12. But I'm, I'm not seeing many guys. Jalen Waddle's been underperforming, man. Jalen Waddle's been underperforming. Ayuk should have won that game for you. Ayuk should have won. There was a few balls thrown his way that Purdy just missed. And, yeah, watching that game, I was rooting for you, Rob, and it's just it's upsetting to see it happen the way that it did. So that's all I have to say about it. Go ahead, Jack. All right. Kind of unrelated, but it is related to the matchup. You guys know who my favorite guest on this podcast is be, has been so far? I think it's going to come as a surprise to you guys. Brad. Brad. Brad Sanders, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. my favorite guest on this uh, on this podcast. Uh, for some odd reason, man, like he just has been like I don't know. He's just was saying some some true shit. I feel like when David came on, he was acting like a robot. He was like PR trained before he came on, and then like <laughs> and then like Spencer's coming on like, oh, I'm the hero. And anyway, anyway. David, by the way, David did have to be PR trained because he is an NCAA athlete. He's got to watch what he's, totally saying. he's trying fair. to get that NIL deal, you know. No, it's I totally respect that and everything. Love Dave for sure. But uh, Brad said somewhere along this shaky quote of Rob's trying really hard this year. Like I see him like making trades and like <laughs> actually like looking at the waivers and shit, something around that. And it's just sad, man, because Rob is now one in six and he's lost by two points. Um, and just, yeah, I guess I feel like, yeah, he's kind of just like, we're kicking, uh, kicking the horse down here. Cause like, I feel like people are rooting for him and he may be trying his heart out, but there's nothing getting done for him. So 
All I got to add on this one is welcome back, Puka Nakua. Uh, he actually showed up. Also, another thing I noticed, when was the last time that both quarterbacks in a matchup didn't meet their projection? I feel like every week you get a quarterback that like at least reaches their projection. We got two dogs underperforming, and for this one to be such low scoring and like decided by you know two and a half points or something like that, that's tough. But uh, Ethan, you got any thoughts on this one before we move on? Um, well, I've already given my thoughts, Trent, but I will throw in this last piece here that, yes, it, Rob, if anything you can look forward to, it's Puka Nakua getting back on track. Congratulations. Um, I, ju I just love how, like, sometimes when, when somebody wins and somebody loses, we always just talk about the loser and we never really talk about the winner. Um, Dave, congrats um, on your win uh you're going down this week you you're trash your team sucks and uh yeah that's all i have to say see i knew you had a little more shit to talk all right i think you would look good in a i think you would look good in a black skirt rob order that now yeah start getting fitted start it's like when they start talking about like sports teams getting getting uh fitted for rings like you got to start getting fitted for a skirt although we are all this is a rick dalton podcast i'll go on the record and say that uh all right let's move on man i've been waiting for this one yeah, here Sparty we go. Sparty Squad. Sparty Squad takes down Clarky Boy by <clears throat> 23 points. And I got told last week that go I ahead. was an idiot for believing that Devin would pull this one out. Trent, Devin's missing Jamar Chase and Brees Hall. How was Devin good? Devin didn't just get it done. He shellacked Clarky. Uh, Devin. Credit to you. A lot of credit to go around, really. Kirk Cousins, by the way, someone me and Ethan have both been critical of. We're a little skeptical of, like, if we were going to be able to rely on Kirk Cousins to pick up some wins for you. He balled out in primetime, mind you. Travis Etienne, Darren Waller, and, of course, I want a little credit, but I'll throw it to Ethan first on this one because you have some answers, my friend. Go for it. I do have some answers, Trent, and you're right. You're right. I was wrong. I was wrong. Trent or Devin's team balled out. In, in spectacular fashion, Darren Wallen finally, Darren Waller finally popped off. Um, Kirk Cousins, I, I don't think anybody was expecting a primetime Kirk Cousins to play the way that he did against the San Francisco defense on the road, might I add. But um, Cam Akers, again, like seven points for Cam Akers. Like, when has that guy ever scored above five? But I'll eat this one. I'll eat this one. Clarky, you're dead to me, first of all. Um, Austin <laughs> Eckler, I, I literally went out on a limb for you, Clarky, and this is how I get repaid. Like, I guess you are two and five, so I don't know why I got my expectations that high. But Eckler fumbled the ball. Uh, Pittman did okay. I mean, Keontae freaking Ingram, zero points. Like, I'm not saying you had a terrible week, but come on, Clarky. Like, for the for the sake of the content, for the sake of the pod, I needed something out of you, man. I needed something out of you, and now I have to listen to Trent. And for all for all intensive purposes. With good reason, uh, Trent Trent was right. Trent went against the grain and made a bold pick, and he freaking hit it. So congrats. Um, sh pour a shout-out for Brett Maher. He's currently off of the team. He got cut. Um, I think he missed, like, nine field goals in his game. So. <laughs> that's, tough. that's real tough. <laughs> tough look for him. Jack, what do you think? Well, Brett. Throw it to you. Yeah, I feel like this is already apparent now, but I feel like I have more to say about the owners than, like, the actual players on the team itself, and I feel like that's just kind of my tea anyway. I mean, like, to be fair, I watched, like, five minutes of the Green Bay game last Sunday. You're the voice, Jack. You're the voice. I, I think, like – You're the voice. 
with that said, I think it's impressive that Sparty Squad got the dub with all of the uh, players he had on by. Also, um, I, I'm going to hate myself for saying this now. But I'm going to say regardless, if Clarky Boy would have started, uh, Carr, Derek Carr and Joshua Kelly over Austin Eckler, you'd have to be kind of sick in the head to do that. He would have won. But, you know, can't, you can't, can't dwell in the past like that. Um, impressive win from Sparty Squad. Uh, love both these boys for real. And um, oh, uh, Sheriff just looking more and more like that last uh, championship got an asterisk on it. For real. Truly, we're truly defunding the police. In in in. Sheriff <laughs> <laughs> He's been real quiet too. He's been real quiet too. Back the blue. Yet yet another yet another week goes by where I can't. I have no evidence to dispel the claim. That Clarky calling his shot on Thursday night football four oh, weeks ago. Talk about yeah. a curse. That was the downfall. Okay, stand up, Dev. I'm just glad one Sparty squad won last weekend. Go green. Uh, all right, Bass Pro Bombers Go takes good. down Trevolution by 11. This is one not many people saw coming. Trevo- Trevolution takes a second straight L. Uh, Kyle stays in the fight. Talk your shit, Kyle. Like Ethan said last week, any given Sunday, anything can happen. Any given Sunday. Jack, we'll go to you first. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of dumbfounded, like, low-key by how Trevor's team performed. I mean, I kind of thought, like, right behind you, Trent, like, he's the se- he's got, like, the second best, um, let's say, talent on his team. But um, the, <laughs> the boy showed up for Kyle. I kind of feel like if you start putting, like, a little bit of spirit in your team, like Kyle sent some sent some messages in the chat um, after your guys' podcast last week um, about like I don't know, like some, some Mitchell said something about sticks and stones or rocks and stones or some some dumb shit. Club, and, club uh, and stone. Yeah, I feel like that was personal. Like I feel like Kyle like got his team ready this week, and um, I mean the only thing I'll say really, man, about this matchup is that um, first off, Trevor is one goofy ass motherfucker. Are we not going to talk about how he sent in that one voice recording with the throne? Playing? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that got so breezed over. Yo, yo, yo! In his, in his, I put the Jay Z Kanye song in there. Yeah, he yeah. just, oh, he just okay. sent the voice okay. recording. Oh, okay. He okay. sent the voice recording, and it was like just bare with like a lot of like. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I thought it'd be better with a little bit. Of, I added a little music for. I thought it would help him out, but maybe I maybe I didn't help him out. Trent, I, I love Trevor. I love you, man. When I was listening to that, just in my earbuds when you first sent it, I, it, part of me just felt like wrong. I felt like naughty listening to this, like just voice recording and Trevor be like, <laughs> Trevor be like, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude. I was like, I gotta no, get I, this off of my hands ASAP. Yeah, it was it was it, it was great. Us. Look, look, by the way, we haven't received we another it, voice recording since then, so let's get them going. Yeah, yeah so, oh, I yeah. mean I, my final last bit of piece on this. Um <laughs> is I said I think that uh, voice voice memo needed a bit more context, but uh also uh yeah, I feel like everybody should submit some sort of silly shit like that. It adds adds to the content and it's fun. Last thing, I gave Ramondre Stevenson to Trev like three or four weeks back, and I've had a smile on my face since because even though he did put up 11 this week, I, I just don't see anything in him. And Who'd I'm you passing get in it that off. Deal, Jack? Who'd you get in that deal? Off rip, I I can't remember, but. Because you traded um, him. You traded it was a salary dump. That's too. what it was. 
I do. I got Mike Evans a part of it, bro. I got Mike oh, Evans okay, a part okay. of that deal. I, I I obviously wasn't one for one, but I got Mike Evans I, a part of that. So yeah, I really like that Zay Flowers cat, man. He, oh, I got of, rid of him too. So yeah. yeah, he's pretty good. Um, I wish. So I got a couple things to say, then I'll pass it to you, Trent. Um, first off, I think Trent's or Trevor. Sorry, damn it. I think Trevor's poor quarterback play finally caught up to him in this game. Sam Howell, Joe Burrow have been underperforming all year. And this was a week where it finally bit him in the ass. And um, we were, it was just a matter of time before that happened. So the fact that it happened now, maybe it won't happen again. But I just had to bring that some light. And then part two, I really wish Trevor would have said something back to Kyle when Kyle sent that text about like Trevolution who. I really wish Trevor would have fired back with something. I was looking for it. I was waiting for it, but um, didn't get it. So. Trevor's probably in the lab. Trevor's probably in the lab right now, getting the guys ready for, for next week. But just wanted to express my feelings. Let's give Kyle some credit. I Play mean, come on. Come on. We got another matchup with bo where both quarterbacks and Sam Howell and Brock Purdy don't meet their uh, projection. But Gus Edwards, Craig Reynolds, even though he's only projected two and a half, scores a whole three and even three points. And then you keep moving down the line. I mean, George Pickens balled out. TJ Hawkinson balled out. Nelson Aguilar with a couple grabs. Credit to you, Kyle. This league is pulling for you just as much as they're pulling for Rick Dalton. This is also a Bass Pro podcast. It's a BPP, damn it. BPP. Also, I just, Trev, I love you. I have been in your corner. This I've been the poly to your Rocky for this whole season. The Cowboys defense wasn't there to save you this week. I don't know. It, it, it's going to, look. I we'll we'll get to the predictions in a little bit. You got to bounce back this week because you can't take three in a row. Trevor is I'm going to draw an insane parallel to the NBA in 2014. Trevor is the 2014 Indiana Pacers. I think before the All Star break they were like by far the one seed, and then they lost. They went like 45 percent the rest of the way. And granted, they they held on to that one seed by the skin of their teeth, but the Miami Heat took that too and wrote yeah. it to a, to another title or something like that. I don't exactly that remember. The, that's the Roy Hibbert, Paul George, yes. Lance Stevenson. Yes, yeah. Danny Granger. Yeah. Danny, that, oh, so, so Trev, Trev, I'm not going to call you those boys, but you got you to gotta change my mind about that narrative quick because if you lose three in a row and you fall to five and three, you are in the same echelon as Philly, as the moon, as Lickety Split. And we've been talking about you as a top dog in this league for – you know, half the season now. So, all right, let's move on. Um, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. On that 2014 reference, like, please correct me if I'm wrong, Trent, but wasn't Rodney Stuckey on that team? No, that Rodney Stuckey was out the fucking league at that point. <laughs> Stuckey! Been, right? No, you you're – no, Jack, Stuckey you might be right. at some point did play for the Pacers. No, he did. He yeah, he wore number two. You might be right. I don't know. Uh, it, I love anyway. that dude in Detroit. I have – I have. Way, Sorry, go ahead, Trent. I, I was going to say, I have mentally blocked Rodney Stuckey out of my brain, just <laughs> like I blocked Will Bynum out of my brain, Josh Smith, Greg Monroe, Charlie Villanueva, Jonas Jarebko. I could keep going. I have blocked all those guys out of my brain. Jason Maxiel. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Dude, listen. Will Bynum was my first ever NBA jersey. Let me, let me say that. Bynumite. <laughs> And I will forever remember Rodney Stuckey for one specific play. He hit a, like a clutch shot against the Lakers, and he like crossed up Kobe. And I thought he was like the best thing since sliced bread. R.I.P. Kobe. But um, Stuckey, yeah, 
Okay, this isn't no. a Pistons podcast, but shout no, out, no, shout no, out Pistons not. for keeping it close with Miami. Good teams win, great teams cover. So that's exactly correct. Not only did they keep it close, they had a shot for the win. Cade, keep shooting, young fella. Also, my big Rodney Stuck. Now we're down a rabbit hole, but Rodney Stuck. <laughs> I remember he wore number three, and when Ben Wallace came back to Detroit, and he was like, "Hey, can I have number three back?" Rodney Stuck was like, "No, you got to wear number six. And then they retired number three for Ben Wallace like 10 years later, but neither here nor there. Whatever. Jack, I think you're right. I think Rodney Stucky was on that team. Um, the Flying Dutchman take down the feeling by 37, a very light 37. This was nice and easy for the Dutchman. The Dutchman are looking as scary as ever. And the only note that I wrote down for this <laughs> is Gavin is in quarterback hell. I mean, like, how do you get worse than this? Deshaun Watson scoring negative points and then on the bench, you don't even have another option because Jimmy G is out this week, yeah. most likely. Deshaun's out this week, most likely. And when you're in a league with 16 teams, as we all know, as we've all had dialogue about, it's impossible. These quarterbacks are – forget dime a dozen. They're like dime a hundo around here. But, Ethan, we'll throw it to you for some thoughts on uh, the feeling taking a shellacking to the Dutchman. Um, a couple things here. Yeah, I got some things to say. First of all, Jimmy Garoppolo is absolutely stealing money from the Las Vegas Raiders because I haven't seen that guy play like a down of football all year. Hang on, hang and on. Both of his quarterbacks are because Deshaun's stealing <laughs> money from the Browns too. Bro. I honestly think Deshaun is just trash. They need to start PJ Walker. <laughs> He's in quarterback hell. He is. And if you're Gavin right now, you're not sitting pretty, but, um, I also wanted to comment on this whole quarterback scenario. Now, I had an anonymous tip come in specifically concerning you, Jack, and I'm glad we can talk about this now. But somebody, Let's air it out. I'm keeping this anonymous. I'm not throwing any <laughs> names out there. Somebody came to me and asked me as as a league as the league commissioner if if a move was legal, and the move was to. Um, <laughs> collude with other managers about taking quarterbacks off the market so that Jack would not have a quarterback. So as a, as a commissioner, I have to deal with these ethical deals, ethical situations now. And one of the solutions I've, I've thought about and, and I'm open to hearing league discussion is possibly in the next coming years, dropping the bench slots to four and not six. Something I would be open to just so there's more players in circulation because having no quarterbacks on the, in, on the free agency is kind of crazy to me, <laughs> but well, if, hang if on. If we're going to, if we're going to do that, that's a good, that's a good point. But if we're going to do that, I feel like we got to do like no waivers, like just first come first serve. Like you think, you got, well, cause if you gotta, if you gotta wait a whole week to pick up a guy, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of tough. Cause you got to think two weeks ahead, which, which, could be in our job description. I don't know. I'm just right. – but that, that's a good know. point you bring up. We'll circle, that back. Yeah. we'll circle back. But that was a good uh, win, Nate, I guess. I, okay. All right. Well, um, <laughs> very – yeah, very crazy. I didn't know if we wanted to, like, dive into all this. But, like, it's – like, it, it's, it's actually simple, Ethan. Honestly, I don't think any changes need to be made. This is going to be my personal opinion. I, I don't think uh, any any changes need to be made. I love how we did like the draft uh, or we did like a pre-draft like um, organizational the foundation. Yeah, the rules meeting. I think that was great and because I do think things needed to be set in stone a bit more. Um, but I think if you um, 
if you want like if you want to jeopardize the integrity of the league i think then that's like you're just a piece of shit so it's it, like all it's really just plain and simple like you do what you have to do to win and like i get from mitchell's position like yeah i would be struggling too but now he has four quarterbacks on his bench and like I know like trade backs have always been kind of frowned upon in this league. Like I'll trade you this player for this week. I'll trade you back next week. You do it, you do it, man. But it's just kind of oh, like, yeah, that's, that's a fleece job though. I don't think anyone's ever done that. I think, and you know what, but it, it but it's not against the rules and just yeah. like drafting four or five quarterbacks. Like it's not against the rules, but I think you just kind of, you just kind of, you, you look at in a way you, in a way you shoot yourself in the foot by doing that though, because you lose, for sure, you could possibly for sure. drop good guys for you know, sure, that for sure. get easily scooped up. And I drafted players, but we'll, we'll get into that. But can I go back to this matchup real quick uh, yeah. between the Flying Dutchman and uh, Sarah the Feeling? I love the yeah. fucking antidote from how that name came about. <laughs> that was ridiculous. <laughs> um, let Eli me uh, let me pull some antidotes. I love when we pull the receipts. I, this is bewildering to me. Uh, I, Thursday, October 19th, the start of week seven. Nate deserves more credit. Dude's team is an absolute juggernaut. Nonetheless, I'm still taking him down this week. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Like, why? What? Like, <laughs> zero response from Nate. I mean, like, I mean, like, I, I'm not sure if that was like an insult. I think Gavin just he, like he's <laughs> Gavin does, doesn't have a bad bone in his body. Like, I think that was him insulting Nate, but like that was. I love when Gavin nice talks shit, dude. I love me Gavin too, man. I, I, and I read that on Thursday night, and I was like, "Yeah, I hope you win this week." <laughs> the feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, then on, uh, I, well, as I'm pulling up receipts here, um, uh, he made a ridiculous. The feeling made a ridiculous trade to me and said, three weeks, and you're going to look back on that deal and wish you rushed to accept it. <laughs> Which is just awesome, man. I, I, Yeah, I love when Gavin is saying stuff in this chat because um, it makes me die. And the last thing he said was uh, Deshaun Watson, which is honestly just a tragic, tragic game for him. Um, he said he's getting punished for his sins. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Like, and if you yeah. like, okay, I hate to like laugh on people like getting injured in the league because that's never a great time. But like, he was like on the ground and he was struggling, bro. Like, I think he was like seeing Jesus, bro. And like, he was like, holy shit, like, you were getting massaged off in that parlor. Like, you ain't coming with me. Kevin <laughs> <laughs> so, Petty was like, and said he's getting punished for his sins. I think that sums it up um, for his performance uh, that week. So, you think you're rolling with me? Think again. That's what, <laughs> That's what Jesus said to Sean Watson. <laughs> okay, let's round up week seven with, last but certainly not least, the biggest margin of victory this week. Make Delmar great again takes down the Ligers by 40-plus. Didn't feel like doing the math. I think it was around like 48. Uh, the first thing I wrote down here, E, we were wrong about a sleepy Lamar game. And that was perhaps the biggest engine for this shellacking that is make Delmar great again over the Ligers. So I'll toss it to you first, my brother. Lamar balled out. Yeah, um, no question about it. Lamar absolutely balled out. It was his best game as not only a fantasy player, but also as a NFL quarterback of the season. It's a shame that it had to happen against our boys over here. Um, but, yeah, that was the biggest thing. I, I kind of stand by my Brad take last week about – Nothing interesting going on. 
Brad recently made a trade for Bijan Robinson in a package deal that I believe included Rashad White. Rashad White is now with Breeze, but Bijan Robinson only putting up 0.3, three-tenths of a point this week. Not something you want to see from Brad's camp, who also now has Kadarius Toney, Noah Fant. The Saints defense, a lot of people scoring below 10 points, below 9 points, that is. And uh, I'm worried if my best or two of like my top four players are like Atlanta Falcons and B. John Robinson and Tyler Algier are two of those guys. And I, if I'm Brad, I'm, I'm a little worried about my season because you don't know, especially like with two guy, two running backs on the same team, who's going to get what carries when they're going to, when they're going to um, dominate the other. But, you know, Spencer sh- showed up, Spencer put up 150 points damn near and um, a statement win for make Delmar great again. I think I think Delmar needed it because Trent, we were we were kind of you know like you said we were coming at him a little bit on the pod. We were talking about how we were a little worried. This was a little bit of a statement victory for make Delmar great and um, his boys over there. So good for him maintaining his top five position in the league. But um, that's all I I really have to say about it is Brad's team looked uninteresting yet again, and Spencer's team had a big bounce back week. Jack, what do you think? Yeah, Trent. Yeah, can I? Ethan, may I get this next one? Ethan Rising Gut, Friday, 3.53 p.m., October 18th. Big trade today. Who won? This is the trade between Rick Dalton and the Ligers, uh, giving up B, uh, B.J. Robinson and IU, or in the Ligers giving up Ayuk. Trevor Galfias, Rashid White getting passed around like Kai Palmer in 2016. When I read that message, bro, I lost my shit for real. Like, <laughs> that was the craziest thing, and then he responded with, High on analogies this week, Trev. What a great way to put it. Um, I think it's hilarious to me that uh, he, like, Bijan Robinson just, like, um, showed up and was just like, man, I ain't feeling good. <laughs> put up point three and then sat out. Uh, tough, tough, tough look for uh, Brad in that situation. A lot of expected players for uh, Spencer that went off, like Lamar and McCaffrey. But I also think something that was quite unexpected in that was the Giants' defense. 21 points against Sammy. Right. Right. Not, a good, not, a very, not a very good offense, but, you know, Sam Howell kind of gets it going sometimes. But, I mean, 21 points from the Giants' defense, you take that when you can get it. Granted, they are the 30th-ranked defense in the league. All right, something I noticed here, and I can't help but uh, comment on the Detroit Lions and every single matchup here, but Spence, Jamison Williams, I don't know if you were watching this game. It was late in the game. It was kind of a sleepy game. He dropped a touchdown pass. Like, it would have been a touchdown. So, Spence, you could have won by even more than 48 or whatever it was that you won by. Uh, J-Mo obviously comes up with a donut for you, but it didn't matter. And to Ethan's point, that is why maybe make Dalmar great again is a force to be reckoned with more than we want to say. So, Jack, Ethan, let's roll into the week eight predictions. We can make these somewhat quick as we're already at 51 minutes. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Does that, does that really matter, though? No, it doesn't matter. It's their time. It's just, you it's, know. I mean, if they, if they want to listen, they'll listen. I mean. That's, that's what I I'm said a, last I'm, week. I'm, we... I'm having a conversation with, like, two of my best friends. So, like. If they want to listen through the rest of it, they do this. They do what they want to do with their time. But I'm like, let's talk, man. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's that's what we were saying. Ethan, are you muted? I can't hear you. I see your lips moving. Am I? I don't know. You're Am back. You're back. You're back. There you go. You're back. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, damn, my fault. But I, I was, I was, I was resonating with, 
Yeah, damn straight to what Jack said. We're having conversations with our boys here. I think I was a little self-conscious about time too in this past week, but you guys, you guys have kind of made me switch gears on that a little bit. Like, if you want to skip through this shit, man, skip through it. But we're talking about some good stuff. We're we're catching everybody up with you know with everything, the league and each other in our events in life. And if you want to listen, you'll listen, but do whatever you want to do with your time, just like Jack said. So if I, if and I had to guess as the voice here, I would say that most people do not care at all. Like they want to listen. So if I, it is, guess, I would say uh, yeah. most people want to listen. I mean, I throw it on like 1.2 anyway. Like, I mean, yeah, like you, feel, you feel me? Like, yeah. Speaking from, so me and Trent have actually talked about this. It is cool to see like the, like the positive reinforcement that we've gotten over the few Absolutely. weeks, just like knowing Absolutely. that like everyone's enjoying it. So that's kind of one thing that like, gets us going every week is showing up on these nights and being like, like, let's have a banger of an episode. Like this is going to be electric and just like, just throwing random shit out there, starting shit talking. And just like, it is so fun to me to wake up. Like when Trent drops this shit on Thursday morning, it'll be Friday morning for us now. But when Trent drops the shit in the next morning, just like seeing it get sent in the chat and then like, just know it. Like, I know that like everyone's like listening to it throughout the day and I'm just like waiting by my phone for like notifications. It's like such a fun feeling because it just, it stirs the pot, man. It just stirs the yeah, pot, man. gets the people talking about it. It's, it's awesome to see. So yeah, I love, we love it. Well, as hey. the great Sean Carter, AKA Jay Z once said, do you fools just listen to music or do you just skim through it? So we're going to find <laughs> out who skims through it this week because we're coming in hot. Let's predict the week eight matchups. Detroit Rock City, six and one, taking on the Ligers, three and four. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit nervous about my team this week. Raheem Mostert's still questionable. David Montgomery's not playing. Uh, for, it, he's, it says he's questionable, but he's not expected to play. Dalton Knox is now on, or Dawson Knox is now on IR. I had to go to the waivers to pick up my fucking Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I'm a little bit nervous, but I do think my team's a wagon. We'll grind this out. This could be another Mahomes. Uh, virtuoso against the Denver Broncos and Sean Payton. So I'll take Detroit Rock City. Yeah. Um, I hate coming at Brad's team. I really do because I love Brad. Um, but I just, I just don't think his team, I, like I keep saying the same thing every week. Like I'm not terribly impressed. I, I'll, I'll say this. I can see Brad keeping it close to you this week. I do think it's, Something to be noted is A.J. Brown has now gotten 125-plus yards in each of the last five or six games around there, but the last person to do that was ours truly, Megatron. Um, so he's putting up historical numbers right now. It's just not translating to a Liger's win. And I think the story of this matchup is going to be – because, like, to be honest, I think everyone's kind of expecting you to do your thing. So I think the story of this matchup is – How's Bijan Robinson going to deal with the adversity that was last week scoring point three? Is he going to show up and bounce back? Because if Bijan's playing at his full potential, him and Kenneth Walker together could be pretty scary. That's a running back tandem in this league that should be feared. Um, but AJ Brown will do his thing. And then you just got the wild card players on Brad's team that you just need to get something out of in this game. But expect Trent to come come rushing even though he's he's got those injuries like he was saying expect Trent to score anywhere from 120 to 180 points then you can kind of rely on that most weeks with him so I'm gonna take Trent but I can I'm, I'm gonna give it to Brad I can see it being close right right all right so I want to <laughs> say something real quick real quick that we had to clarify Ethan I think you um 
and please give credit where credit's due if I'm mistaken, but I think you started like the weekly notes, man. And now yeah. I feel like you've combined now this into a more digital 2023 friendly with Trent. I mean, like, and this is Trent's forte, like doing these podcasts and running these shows. And I mean, Trent, you already know you're a great host. And Ethan, I think you do an outstanding job as well for having like, you know, limited experience in this podcasting uh, sphere, if you will. But uh, I feel like you guys are like Katniss and like Rue when they first team up in the Hunger Games. Like, this is where this <laughs> podcast is. Okay, been, who's chucking man. the like, spear through one like, of my chats? <laughs> I'm not going to say who's who in the situation, but like this force combined has been awesome. I think the boys appreciate it. Um, anyway, to the matchup, I do think that uh, the combination of uh, Kenneth Walker and Bijan Robinson is crazy. Also, I've always been high on Odell Beckham, but I think the Lions are looking for a huge bounce back week, and they're just going to smother the Raiders. And I think they're going to Vegas, um, if I'm mistaken. Please correct me, but I think that's going to be a huge bounce back. I'm trying. I'm thinking you're running running home with this one, and I would love to see it. So that game is in Detroit. It is Word. on Monday Night Football. And Jack, to your point, I mean, not to spend too much time on this, but yeah, I kind of go as the Lions go, dude. Like if the Lions, I know I won last week and the Lions stunk, but like Amon Ross St. Brown still had 13 catches and a loss. So that's not going to happen very often. But like I've got their top two, no, I got, I got like their top two receivers and St. Brown. I know Laporte is a tight end, but he kind of plays that Kelsey role. And I got that defense. So if the Lions play well, typically I'm going to win, but that's just, you know, whatever. We'll keep it moving. Uh, Still in college. With a great update to the logo, it is Ethan, I would say, circa 2015-ish. I know exactly what picture that is. That is a winter sports award ceremony my (laughs) freshman year of high school. I believe, uh, Jack, I believe you are in that picture. Uh, Is that in the cafeteria? That is in the cafeteria. That is a winter sports ceremony. So we were there with David. Trevor might be in that picture, and Brad also might be in that picture. But I do remember me and David were, in fact, in that photo together. So, so if you still guys want to know the backstory there. If you David, correct me if I'm wrong. I might be wrong on that, but I'm curious to see how accurate that was. Regardless, David does a great job of picking these out. But nonetheless, dude, it's worth noting. we This is a hot commodity right now because taking on Lickety Split, of course. This game's going on live as we record. And currently, yeah, is ahead. by 50. <laughs> Ethan is up by 25 plus got uh, Gabe Davis on the field right now. Um, of course, Rashad white doing his thing, of course, for David, but um, I don't know, man, I'm not going to get too swayed by what's going on right now. I would have picked lickety split going into this week. Ethan, I might be putting you in the throne room. We'll get into that later. Ethan just hey. looks like he's speaking at the right time. Lickety split. It looks like that yellow light in the middle is blinking as bright as, as ever. So I'm going to take lickety split here. I do think Jalen Hurts is due for a good game. You know, I know he played really well against uh, Miami, but he's, he's playing. And he's the number two, he's the number three quarterback now in the NFL. Sure. He's yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying now. he's he's due for like a nuclear, like 50 plus, and Washington is that kind of opponent you want for that kind of thing. Also, Najee Harris, keep doing your thing. We'll go yeah. over to Ethan on this. Run one. the damn ball. Um, Listen, I'm not trying to get statistical or anything, but when Gabe, Davis, when Gabe Davis scores 15-plus points, Lickety Split is undefeated. Wow. Gabe Davis Gabe Davis has been there for the entire journey of Lickety Split this year. He's the he keeper continue, of the keys. He's the keeper of the keys. I gave that man the keys to the city, and he's <laughs> you know sometimes he's unlocked. Last week he only got one, and that's the week I should have lost against Mitchell. That was an anom- – and uh, back what you were saying earlier, an anomalistic week. If, I don't even know if that's 
a word or if I said it right. An anomalous. anomalous. You got it. Anomalous. Um, but Jack took your advice. I'm putting in Daryl Henderson this week. He's getting the, He's now getting the start because remember that last week was that prove it week. Um, I got Pollard back. Harris is coming off a touchdown week. I also think Jalen Hurts is due against Washington. He usually smokes the shit out of them. When he played Washington earlier or earlier this year, he scored the second most points he's had all year against them. So I also expect him to have a pretty decent game. Can we just talk about the absolute dud of a Sunday night football matchup we have this week? The Chargers and the Bears. What kind of non-conference shitter are we about to watch? Like, if this is remotely like a good game, I'm going to be surprised. And like, personally, I just think it's, it's going to be a low scoring game because I just think this is one of those weeks where I can see LA just trashing the field. But um, obviously this is one of those weeks. I'm going to talk my shit a little bit. I'm going to say lickety split by a good amount. And um, that's all I got to say about it. Jack, what do you think? I, I completely agree with both of you guys' points here. Ethan, easy to pick you this week too. Uh, surprisingly, I was hoping to come on here and just dog you, but I mean, Gabe Davis already. We've heard that before. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? It's like seven minutes in the third quarter. He's, he's approaching 20. Um, I think something for David's team um, is how well Herbert does. Like he is the eighth ranked quarterback at the moment. He's had a 40 point week, uh, 31 points, 25, 25. But like he has been scathing by. And I actually texted him this today. Me and him have been scathing wins. And I'll admit it. But um, I think it's an easy pick for me this week, Lickety Split. I think your team is starting to shape together, and we'll just um, we'll, we'll just roll with that. So I give I give you that. And why does David have three quarterbacks? Why does he have three quarterbacks? Zero clue. I digress. Trade offers for Dave. Hey, uh, E, you might have to take some calls on PJ Walker. Looking the way things. <laughs> The way things are going. As soon as Trent said, or as soon as I asked no quarterbacks and Trevor said PJ Walker's available, I rushed. <laughs> you ran to the because podium. Jalen, listen, and I'll and I'll back up why. Because I play Philly here in a couple weeks, and Tua and Tyreek are on by, and Tua and Philly just traded away Dak Prescott to, to Jack on this podcast. Maybe Jack can speak on that trade a little bit. But um it's also Jalen Hurts by that week. So I needed to make sure I had somebody that I could put in that slot. So that's that's my reasoning behind that. But well, um, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll talk we'll talk later, but I I think you're right on you hit the nail on the coffin, Ethan. Dex <laughs> <laughs> said sledgehammer to the face. Okay. Keep it moving, as I so often like to say and probably say too often. Sparty Squad taking on Filipinos. This is a do-or-die situation for Philly. And I hate to say that because I love Devin here. Devin is rising back from the ashes. Devin was someone, Ethan, I mentioned it last week, we put Devin in the throne room to begin the season, and then he kind of took a tail, and then he's right back, trending upwards. One last week against all odds. No one saw it coming. Oh, wait, I did. And you know what? Yeah. I think Devin picks up two in a row. Two is a winning streak. If you win three in a row, that's a party. But I got Sparty Squad taking it home for no other reason than I'm riding the Sparty wave. What do you think, Jack? We'll go to Jack first on this yeah, one. Yeah, let's go to Jack first. All right, yeah. You know what? I just want to mention that I want all my picks written down by somebody because I bet you I only missed one or two. Because I just get feelings <laughs> about team. And you know what? I'm going to have to just – I'm just going to have to uh, – 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna side with you this time, Trent. But I do think this is gonna be, this is gonna be close. But I do think Sparty Squad's gonna take this. He, he has been rolling hot, and um, I mean, I, Philly can't afford another bad beat, so I feel like it's just gonna be a blowout. I, I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, mistaken, Aaron Jones is still like very banged up. Like AJ Dillon, for some odd reason, is getting too many carries, which is good for me. Um, but I don't know. Miami looked really lackluster in the last game. So, and I think his team is, I mean, heavily dependent on that to a uh, Tyreek match um, combination. So yeah, I, I haven't really looked at Devin's team too much, but I'm high on them for sure. So I'm going to, I'm going to pick Devin here. Uh, not, not much else to say, except that I hope it's not close. And I hope that Philly doesn't lose by like another point or two, because that would, that'd be another bad beat for Philly. And I, <laughs> that would be tough. Hey, E, let me throw this in there real quick. So, like, to Jack's point, Devin's team is kind of sleepy, but if you look at it, it's like we talk all season about Philly's Tua Tyreek stag. Devin has Kirk Cousins, who is sneaky, like, playing really good. This K.J. Osborne character. And then he's also got Cam Akers in the flex. So, like, we could be looking at – the Vikings are playing a bad, don't, don't bad Packers com- team. Don't compare those three to Tua I'm not – what I'm – what I'm simply saying is Tua and Tyreek are going into Gillette. They're playing the baddest man on the no, planet. No, New York is coming to Miami, which is what I was going to talk about. New is it York, not? It's Miami at New this England. This is a home game. It, this is a home game. Miami. You're right. No, you're 100% right. You got Miami me. Go ahead. Miami is at Go home, ahead. and that's what I was going to say is Tua plays really well at home, and Tua mm-hmm. hasn't scored less than 25, I don't think, at home on the year. And – against a shitty New England team, excuse my language. But, um, you know, they, they always want to say primetime Kirk, primetime Kirk. He's If he's doing well, his number one option is sitting right over there at the three spot on Philly's receiving core, Mr. Jordan Addison, who absolutely exploded last week, by the way. Um, and as long as Justin Jefferson's not in the game, Jordan Addison is in the game. And Philly recently acquiring T Higgins. I think there's at some point T Higgins is going to have his bounce back week and I'm going to go against the grain here and I'm going to take Philly. But I I wanted to mention, we didn't mention this before we went to the projections. This is week one of divisional matchups. So this is when shit is kind of hitting the fan a little bit and things are getting real. This is when tiebreakers matter. This is when things like that matter because this is the opening weekend of divisional play. So Um, But another query I wanted to ask was, at what point, so let's just say Philly loses this game, at what point do we discuss Philly losing his fastball? If he loses this week. If he drafts a three and five, yes. So is this, are we marking this as a must win for Philly? Put it this way. If Philly, you remember when the Chiefs and the um, Bills had that all-time game where it came down to a coin toss and the Chiefs went down and scored in 13 seconds to send it to OT and the Chiefs won. You know what I'm talking about? Right. AFC, it was the AFC, wasn't the AFC championship game, second round, whatever. Yeah. That was Philly's loss to Detroit Rock City when he scored 180 and lost. Look at what the Bills have done since then. They haven't gotten back to that point. They had a horrible loss last year in the playoffs. I'm just saying it happens. When the when the wheels come off, they come off fast. And when you go up and smoke, you go up and smoke fast. And I love you, Philly. I was big on you early in this season. But man, you just you're running into a buzzsaw in the Sparty squad. And I know the beautiful irony here is that Philly, you're a diehard Wolverine guy. But mm, I don't my, know. My so my pick, I, I will be taking Philly in this game. And I and I just 
I, I think I'm going to take Philly until I can't take Philly anymore. So that's that's how I'll say it. Philly, this is this is officially Talking Heads and and Mr. Moon, the voice, uh, guaranteed must win for Philly. And uh, good luck to that this week. So I don't, Jack, I don't did you mean say- to, I, I don't I didn't mean to prolong I don't want to prolong this any farther, but I don't want to be thrown in the must win boat. I I just want that out there. I think I have a <laughs> I think I have, I have a combination of like whatever those psychology terms are like, like it's a combination of like the anchoring and like the recency bias. Cause I, mm. cause I just beat Philly by like 40 or like 30 points or whatever. And he had put up 140. So maybe I'm a bit biased in that sense, but I think he loses this week, which is as I predicted. And I'm like 95% sure that's going to be right. But then I could see him winning like seven games, six, seven games straight after that. Like, I think he's got the team for it. So I don't want to be put, put in you guys' uh, little corner there. But sure, sure. Yeah, that on the right. Hey, well, yeah, it should be noted. Good. It should be noted regardless what happens. I mean, if Philly loses this week, both these teams will have an even record, even though we're talking about them in a very different light. Let's move on. We've got the feeling taking on Trevolution. Again, Trev has, uh, what's his name? Tyler Bass going right now as the kicker <laughs> for the Bills. Mm-hmm. It's currently 6-0. <laughs> Um, uh, I'm going to rock with Trev because I rocked with Trev all season and I kind of got away from that a little bit and he's, he's lost a, a couple games and Trev, we're in the same division, but I love, I really do love to see Trevor thrive because you know, it, it's, it's TT, it's double T's, it's T squared. It is what it is. Trev, I got you figuring it out. I don't know what it's going to take. It might take a Joe Burrow virtuoso. Gavin's got Jimmy Garoppolo on the other side. And if Jimmy can't go, Gavin literally has no other option. And that's an automatic win. So I got Trev. Yeah. I mean, speaking on that, I think like I, 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 my heart really wants to take Gavin right here. And I think I'm going to roll with my heart and take the feeling Trent or Trevor's team. Joe Burrow's playing San Fran on the road. Now say what you want. Joe Burrow usually shows up in big games. Joe Burrow usually shows up when the when the cameras are on him and he's got that swagger going on. He usually shows up, but I just don't know. I'm working off of trends. I'm working off of data. Damian Pierce, Trevor just acquired Damian Pierce. Nothing's been going well over there on the Houston run game. Marquise Brown still has Dobbs throwing it to him, which is paid off sometimes, but you're not going to get that all the time against Baltimore, who just showed – Baltimore can handle a team like Detroit. Um, I say Zay Flowers does pretty good against Arizona. Going over to Gavin's team, you you know Cooper Cup is going to catch like 1,400 balls. Uh, Josh Jacobs and Jonathan Taylor. Like I I love Gavin's team, the state of his team right now. Calvin Ridley is a player to watch this week. Calvin Ridley for the past two weeks has scored below five points, but he's never gone more than two weeks in a row without hitting um, double digits. So this is his week statistically to go off. I think Dallas Goddard is finding his footing a little bit. I'm going to take Gavin in a close one. I'm going to take, but if, if, but listen, if Jimmy Garoppolo does not play, I am fully taking Trevor, fully taking Trevor. Cause there's no way he wins without a quarterback. But if Garoppolo plays and gets, gives himself a manageable 18, I can see the feeling taking this one to, to the, to the bank. Picking both teams on a stipulation, Ethan, that's a safe call. Um, I would say, <laughs> say, listen, first off, I want to say, Gianni, please submit a voice message for the pod, please. Yes. Uh, I want, as a guest, as my first appearance on this podcast, Gianni, please send in a voice message for this week. 
And I'm going to take Trevor. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I think I already said I'm, I'm going to say more about the owners than, than about the players on the team. But if, if, um, the, if the Raiders were playing anybody other than Detroit and Jimmy G and, um, it, is actually healthy and playing, and if they're playing anybody else than Detroit, I would take the feeling in this one. However, they're playing Detroit. I think, as I said earlier, Detroit's got a big bounce back win. And I'm going to take Trevolution in this one because that's real spill. So, Jack, that's a good point you make because even if Jimmy Garoppolo does play, he's not going to be 100% and he's playing Aiden Hutchinson. So there's that. Um, all right. Fool uh-huh. me once. Shame on me. Fool me twice. Shame on you. And I'm not going to get fooled twice because I'll <laughs> tell you right now, Lamar Jackson is having a huge game against the Arizona Cardinals, and that's why I've got Meg Delmar great again, taking on the Flying Dutchman this week. Nate's off to a hot start with Chris Godwin with a you know 15 and a half as we stand here with a couple minutes left in the third quarter as we record. But give me Spence to keep it rolling, bring Nate back down to earth. Nate will still be in the race, don't get me wrong. Both these guys will you know have like five, six wins. They'll both be in the mix. Right now as we stand, Fantasy Football, the NFL app, has them at two and three in the ranks. So this is probably the game of the week for all intents oh, yeah. and purposes. But I got Spence. What do you say, E? This is definitely the matchup of the week, like you said, Trent. This is the one that all the people are going to be paying attention to. This is one that I'll definitely be paying attention to. Um, I, I like the I like the make Delmar great again pick. I think this one can literally go either way. But my, my sources, my people are telling me that the Flying Dutchman is going to pull this one out. And oh. I got to go against Spencer here. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Can I throw this in there? If you're the commissioner of this league and you say my sources are telling me, that's a little sauce. I'm just going to throw that in there. Listen, I've I've referred to my people plenty of times on this show in text – I, I my con not my constituents because you know that would be the the members of the league that voted sauce sauce that's all but I'm saying. All I'm saying it's a valid term. All I'm saying is if Spencer's up by ten points, I might go into the scores and change it around a little bit. You know that's <laughs> yeah. that's all I'm saying to well, to, being forward, to forward my agenda. No, but I think I think the Flying Dutchman takes this one. I think Nate's got a lot of firepower and a lot of potential every single week, and sometimes consistent firepower or I don't know if that's the way to put it. Sometimes having those guys that at any point can blow up beats consistent average. And I think Spencer has more consistently average guys than he has than Nate has um, guys that are willing to blow up every single week. So give me Nate and I can see a couple guys popping off for him. Uh, This is going to be a high scorer though, for sure. High scoring matchup, but I'm going to take Nate. Yeah, and you know what? I I don't have too much to say about this matchup either, except that this is absolutely, undoubtedly, the matchup of the week. Number two versus number three, both teams five and two. Um, they are not in the same – they are in the same division, so this gives them the head-to-head. So, obviously, this is a huge game for both of these teams. I'm going to shoot myself in the foot because in a world where I root for Nate is a world I don't want to be in. But I, I got to give it to him this week. I think, I don't know why, but like Chicago is going to be playing from behind pause against the Chargers. And I think DJ Moore is going to get, I mean, unlimited targets. Granted, Chicago is going to have a backup quarterback by the name of Robot. But you guys notice that <laughs> Nate has Brian Robinson, the 12th ranked running back, on his bench for this week. 
I think yeah. that just kind of goes to show the talent on Nate's team, which is ridiculous. Um, I, you know what? I, it's not even that I don't like Spencer's team because obviously it's loaded, but I'm going to have to give Nate this one this week. And, I, and I'm feeling like very confident in that. So, um, yeah, that's my, that's my team. I'm not Jack, I am, I am writing your picks down, by the way, in green. Okay. You, you yeah. asked somebody to do it, and I, <laughs> and I am writing them down. Ethan has taken accountability. Also, as far as the Dutchman versus Make Delmar great again, ahoy, I see T-Bell Island. I am by myself once again. <laughs> that is good news for you, but that's neither here nor there. We'll get we'll get into the next one uh, as we keep moving this thing along. Chips Fever off to a hot start with now 40 Over the Bass Pro Bombers, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. You want to talk about a stack? We got a stack right there. But I'll say this. This game, I don't know if I'd feel that differently about it, even without the hot start that Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs have given Chris. Because you look at Kyle's team, Brock Purdy's not playing this week, so he's forced to start C.J. Shroud. The Titans have a weird thing going on with Derrick Henry. I don't think they're going to hand him the ball much because if he gets hurt, they can't trade him. And we all know they want to trade him. It's been well reported. Devontae Adams is playing the Lions. The only spot the Lions have been good is at corner. And uh, my boy Cam Sutton's going to shut him down this week. George Pickens, Deontay Johnson is back healthy for the steal. Like, I could I could go down the list. Just a lot of weird shit happening with Kyle's team this week. So, give me Chris. Go ahead, Jack. Yeah, all right. Um, hot start for Chips Fever. I mean, for Shelly. And um, this is something that, like, I go. I'm I'm going against my grain here, but now that Ethan's writing down my picks because I already forgot um, half of the ones I picked. But I, I I do really like Chris's team to win this week, and I feel like I've only dogged on his team. So call me uh call me two faced, whatever you need to be, but I'm right. Um, I think I'm gonna call I'm I'm gonna call Chris winning this week, backpacking on what Trent said, like a bunch of weird stuff. Uh, going on for Kyle's team, and I'm just kind of getting a weird feeling about them anyways. But um, last thing I'll say is that this is just a disgusting matchup through and through either way. I love both you guys for real, but um, this, is not one, this is not one that was circled in my calendar per, uh, per Ethan and I's discussion. So, Yeah, I'll, I'll dive in and I'll, and I'll say this, man. Let's, let's pump the brakes on North's team a little bit. He's got Josh Allen at 32 right now, but remember that's Josh Allen. And at some point we got to stop saying good job for things that are expected. And Josh Allen comes in week in week out and puts a damn near 30 points up most of the time. You know, there's obviously weeks where he shits the bed, but he is the number one ranked quarterback in the league. And he's done this time and time again. He scored even more than 32 time and time again. And Chris is still one and six. So I'm going to need a lot more than that. If I'm going to take Chris here. And for that reason, North's team is still North's team. I think I'm going to take Kyle in this one for the reason being CJ Stroud is a sleeper quarterback. I'll say that. I hate Ohio State, but man, CJ Stroud is a good product. And um, I'm starting to like Kyle's trio at wide receiver. Need I say his name? Adam Thielen, Devontae Adams, and George Pickens. And George Pickens starting to find his game a little bit with. Now that Kenny Pickett's finally deciding to throw him the ball, I don't hate that trio there. And TJ Hawkinson is a big is a big option now that Justin Jefferson's out. I think Kyle's really got potential here. And damn it, I'm gonna take him to win because I think, yeah, give Nort Josh Allen, but 
Diggs at seven. If Nort wants a chance, he needs his big guys to get 20. And if Stefan Diggs ends the game below 12, I don't think we're going to see high scoring out of Nort at all. I would be surprised if he broke 100 with Stefan Diggs not breaking 12. So give me Kyle in this one. And um, I, I'm honestly going to say it's going to be like a 15-point game. Kyle wins. Chris, great job putting Marvin Mims on the bench. Next week, drop him. <laughs> Never look yeah. back. Jack giving you a little uh, advice for Marv time Mims. But, uh, okay, next one. Speaking of Jack, hide Mr. Moon. Take it on, Kid Karch. Jack, as we record, a little bit of a rough start for your boy Mike Evans. But nonetheless, you are uh, – this is supposed to be a close one. Projected to only be decided by, you know, about seven points or so. I like Jack this week. I like Jack because – you know, you want to know a crazy stat, Ethan? Let me throw this at you. You know the last time the Denver Broncos beat the uh, Kansas City Chiefs? You know what it was? Pre-Super Bowl? Before – the, okay, I, I, I'm <laughs> the, Bron- the Broncos won a Super Bowl in 2015. Yeah, they have with Peyton Manning. I know Gavin remembers it very well. They wow. have won a Super Bowl more recently than they've beaten the Kansas City Chiefs. So the Kansas City really? Chiefs, are, yes, it's been since we were like 13. They haven't beaten the beaten the Chiefs. So Travis Kelsey's gonna ball. I know Jack's got some weird shit going on with Taylor Swift and whatnot, but hey, if it's working, it's working. Um, I also think Dak Prescott's gonna have a good game against a bad Rams defense. Uh, kind of a weird week going on here, but Karch might stumble out of the gate. I don't know. I know I'm going to catch some flack for that because we know Karch listens and Karch talks, but give me Jack. Give me the moon. Yeah, I mean, I want to comment. I want to let you end it because this is your matchup. Um, I'm going to keep it short, Jack. I'm, I'm glad to see you have a new head of the head of the organization over here, Mr. Prescott. Um, I can see this being a close one. This is one that's going to be fun because we got two big personalities going at it. But um, I'm I'm going to take I'm going to take Jack in this one. I like I like Dak wow. Prescott being wow. I like Dak Prescott being the new leader. I'm I'm not too impressed with Mitchell's team to be honest. And I think the only reason why I kind of gave him what I gave him last week was because um, I I had all my guys out. But had I been at full strength, I probably would have talked a lot more shit. But I see Mitchell throwing up a dud this week, to be honest. I just don't see his guys doing much. But I digress. Sure. I appreciate that, Ethan. I wasn't wasn't expecting that from you. But um, I'll start with Mike Evans. Uh, 14 minutes left in the fourth quarter. I'm going to predict my future right now. He's going to have 10 by the end of this podcast. And so with that also being said, I think, you know, what Mitch did this week with the quarterbacks – I could get really butthurt about it, but, I mean, he kind of jeopardized his own team. He said he was so deep, and he's 12th in the league. Regardless, this is a monumental and, – and and also on that note, like, Trev, like, what you doing, man? Like, why are you helping him out like that, picking up Minshew? Anyway, I digress on that note because, honestly, I, I, I kept it simple. You you, you um, ruined the integrity of the league. Uh, shame on you, for real. But I have a real, as you said, Ethan, Dak Prescott, I got a weird feeling about him because I I talked to some other people to get quarterbacks as if like drafting all the quarterbacks on waivers was like the only way I couldn't have a quarterback this week. Like I had people to trade for quarterbacks, but I had like a really good feeling about Dak Prescott this week. And he was my fantasy quarterback last year. And I wasn't like, 
I, Loki hated it, but I got a weird feeling about him this week. And I think he might just pop off and just like lead this team through high in glory. And then um, I guess like the last thing I'll say is just Mitchell's got a lot of nerve. Well, by the way, by the way, let the record show that I never said Mitchell's name. I never said it was Mitchell. I just said somebody. Oh, I know. Hey, no, hey. I, and it was anonymous. I, 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 no, I know. I know. I know. And, I, and I'm not blaming he or she. Like, we are, like, just going to look at this league as uh, something that we've been a part of since high school. And as somebody with a voice coming in to speak some reason on this podcast, I think um, karma is a very real thing. And if, like. And Jack took that personally. And it's like that. And it's going to be like that. So, um. <laughs> Don't expect, uh, don't expect a quiet Sunday because I think it's going to go uh, one of two ways. And um, my team's trending upward. And I think there's a, reason <laughs> why, there's a reason why Trent put me in the throne room. He has been riding for me every single fucking week because he's got brains, man. For real. And my so, team's got okay. a lot of brains, a lot of gut, a lot of glory. And um, – <laughs> We we finna put up numbers this week for real. <laughs> best best of luck to you. Best of luck, Kick Hart. Sometimes, man. I love I this love is, having. This is my love... mental too. This is my this is like for the head to head. I'll go two games up on Mitch if I win this game. So this is monumental, and I don't want to say is. too much. But here we go. Welcome. This is great. This, this, is, this is great this is for weekend. the ratings, E. This is great for this the ratings. Is. You're this right. Is, this, this is great. Mitchell back to back with Jack on like the episode track, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm expecting Mitch to send his rebuttal in a timely manner, might I add. Oh, he talks. He listens. He, he talks. Will. Credit to Mitch. Credit to My, Mitch. I'll say this. I'll say this, Trent. Can we talk about how Mitchell came prepared last week with his note? Like he, did. he showed up ready to go. I was impressed. I was impressed. And not only did he show up ready to go, he was he he did well. He did well um, with the camera on him and everything. Jack, you're doing very well too. Sometimes, yeah, I don't know. I just it's it's cool to see like how guys speak out and how guys speak about you know being publicly listened to, and it's cool to see like you guys talk your shit and be confident about it. So it's fun to watch, honestly. Yeah, we got a group of studs in here. Mitchell probably spent a week a week studying and taking notes. Man, I had a glass of whiskey an hour before this, and now we are. So, <laughs> <laughs> between me and him. Mitchell, man, love you, man, but also fuck you, you man to me this week. Cheers. Mm. All right. Well, as far as the whiskey goes, that makes two of us, and I ain't snitching on Ethan. I'm talking about myself. Me! <laughs> okay. Let's move on to the final matchup of week eight. We got Rick Dalton and Clarky Boy. Look, I don't, I don't need oh, to laugh. Gosh. I'm not trying to laugh. I'm just saying this. I mean, this is just like a – this is just a terrible matchup. Look, I, I – I went on the record earlier saying this is a Rick Dalton podcast because it is. I think everyone genuinely wants to see Rob succeed, especially knowing how much Rob puts into this. But, Rob, I got a very ass-backwards way for why I'm going to pick Clarky this week, and I'm going to tell you why. I grew up my whole life watching Matthew Stafford. I have never missed a Matthew Stafford game. I have watched every single Matthew Stafford game with my own eyeballs. And I'll tell really? you right now, we are due for a huge letdown out of Matt Stafford heading to Dallas on Sunday at 1 p.m., a sleepy game in Jerry's world, coming from the L.A. jet lag. Matt Stafford's throwing three picks in this game. It ain't going to happen for him. The Cowboys are going to run 
their pockets. And for that reason, I'll pick Clarkie. And if, you know, all of you who have been listening to the show all week or all season, excuse me, I have never been a Clarkie guy, but I'm picking Clarkie only because Rob, as much as I love Matthew John Stafford, or John Matthew Stafford, I believe it is, he ain't showing up this week. It ain't happening. I'm sorry. Go ahead, E. Let's let's see what you got. Yeah, this is this is totally a Rick Dalton podcast. You're right. Um, but Trent, I can't help but agree with your take on Stafford. I think that's pretty accurate. I don't know why Miles Sanders consistently has double digit projections when he hasn't scored more than five points in like literally four weeks. Um, shout out James Cook for six and a half. Talk about just pure mediocrity. If Brandon, if if Brock Purdy is not playing and they they have the goal to play Sam Darnold, Brandon Ayuk will not score more than ten points, which kind of scares me. Jalen Waddle just has not found the cookie, man. He just has not found it, and I'm not sure why. But talk about a, a tandem Stafford. If he does bad and Nakua's not doing good, the signs are pointing towards a Clarky victory, <laughs> like like the team show. This should be an ugly matchup. Jack's gonna probably gonna say this one's disgusting, his words. But um, this matchup is trash, and Clarky will probably win. But I can't see it being anything worth talking about. So, I told myself before I came on this podcast I was gonna be completely silent about one matchup, and this was the one. I don't want <laughs> as much as I want to just shit on Robbie and Clarky's team. There's nothing to say for these disgrace, this disgraceful performance. This is almost an embarrassment to the league. Um, and I've already said more than I wanted to, but uh, for the sake of the pick, please, Ethan, write down Clarky Boy for me um, because me and him work for the same company. And that's there's nothing oh, to do cool. with their shitty fantasy football teams. Who cares who wins this matchup? Okay, well, there you go. We have Jack's picks written in ink. It was written. It was once said. All right, E, let's do a quick doghouse throne room. Uh, I said that backwards because we're going to start with a throne room. Give me your first throne for week seven. Trent, you're in the throne room. Not a lot to say. I feel like we're harping the same harp every single week. But uh, you're clearly the number one, and you'll be the first pick in the throne room until either you've proven otherwise. So I got you in my throne room. I commend you. I put a feather in your cap for not making me look like the boisterous asshole that has to list my, my own name. <laughs> <laughs> my <Yeah>. liege. <laughs> my first pick, this is no surprise. I'm Look, in sports media, in this crazy field that we call sports media, you are allowed to have a little something extra against the people that make you look stupid, and you're allowed to have a little extra something going for the people that make you look smart. And damn it, Hide Mr. Moon made me look like a genius last week. So, Jack, the moon is shining bright in the throne room once again. Cheers, my brother. Yes, raise a glass. Bad radio. They can't see it. Raise a glass. E, second uh, throne. To comment on the throne room, if you guys can't watch this video, but Jack's got something going on with his camera right now, and it just (laughs) looks like an album cover. Like, it's for some reason, it's like black and white. The light is on him, like the background cityscape with the with the skyscraper behind. It's a pretty sick. It's a pretty sick scene we got looking at right now. But um, yeah, just had to comment on that. Welcome to the throne room. I guess you've been in the throne room. Here he goes. He's going and he's reaching for something. Oh, he's putting the whiskey away. That's what he was doing. <laughs> and um, uh, for my <laughs> for the third spot in the throne room, 
I'm going to go ahead and throw Nate in there. I'm going to lock Nate in for the three pick. I think, like I was saying earlier, dude's just got firepower at every position. Any given Sunday, any given position group can go off, maybe besides kicker or defense, but let alone, you know. Um, so Nate, Nate's going to take my three spot. Um, I really wanted to put Devin in there because Sparty Squad was another team that made me look like an absolute genius last week. However, Ethan, you just keep fighting at the top. You're in there, brother. You got to be. You have to be. I've been waiting for this moment. (laughs) And and granted, you've been in contention now for like three weeks. You should have been in there beforehand. But I'll put you in there now. And that concludes our throne room. That concludes the throne room. Who are you throwing a bone to in the dog house? That cold, cold room down there. (sighs) Jeez. Um, Clarky, first pick. (laughs) Nothing, Nothing to be said. Clarky is going down there. Sorry, Clarky. You just got an absolute schnoozer of a team. And um continuously unimpressed. So that's my phrase for it. All right. There are various narratives, various uh motives to put certain teams, certain managers in this doghouse. I'm throwing Mitchell in there. He came on here, talked all that shit, said he was gonna win by wow. 50. Wow. It didn't happen. <laughs> Mitchell, you gotta back it up, brother. There it is not easy to stick your neck out here. Because like we said earlier, there are guillotines and swords and katanas everywhere you look. And you came out here and you got caught stealing. You got beat by Lickety Split, who's now in the throne room, so it's only right I put you in the doghouse. E, I'll go to you next. Man, okay. I like it. Um, Yep, my third pick is going to be Nort, Chris Northhouse. And I think that's not a shock. He is ranked... 15th in the league without Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, or DeAndre Swift. All of his guys, ADP, were probably like in the 16th round. So that's all I'll say on that. Um, Josh Allen's now hovering 40 points as we speak, 47 points for uh, Chips Fever. But um, Chris, you don't win games, and I'm sorry about it. I'm not really sorry about it because somebody has to lose. So if it's you, <laughs> it's you. And um, you are taking the third seat in the doghouse. Don't get hit by the door on your way in. All right. Well, as a wise man once said, and I don't know who the hell said it, but it's true. What goes up must come down. Trev, two in a row, two L's in a row. There are, there are plenty of teams that are worse than you, but I, damn it, Trevor, I am with you. In that South Division, we are right at the top of this league, and I'm holding you to that standard I hold myself to. I'm holding you to that Bama standard against Tennessee. I'm holding you to that standard that champions are made of, and you've lost two in a row, damn it. I'm alone <laughs> at the top, and I don't like it. I don't like it. You've lost two in a row. This is motivational. There are plenty Trev, of teams in this league damn. that are much wor- in, in much worse shape than you are, but this is a motivational thing. I, I just, you know, you've seen you've seen the high, you've now seen the low. And Jack, how'd we do? Throne room doghouse, how'd we do, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> Trey again, just bringing an electric take to the podcast. Um, again, again, I will say this for the eighth time in a row. If you want the standings, go check the standings. This exactly. is not the standings. Trent hits on these. Trent hits on these usually. I'm curious to see where this goes. Um, Don't jinx me, though, Trent. Please don't. I don't know. (laughs) I gave you some flowers this week. Don't make me look like an idiot. I gave you some leash. Don't choke me with it, E. Come on. You're right. You're right. Um, 
Trent, so we forgot to do this last week. You know what I'm about to say? Oh, the gambling corner. We forgot the gambling corner. Should we should we should we touch on that with Jack in here? Hell yeah. You can go first. Oh, let's do it, man. Wait, let's wait, do wait, it. Wait, wait. Are we like is the gambling corner on like like uh speculative bets like on our fantasy players' performances or are they real bets? Like real bets like I can go place on FanDuel. Well, yeah, so so what Ethan and I had been doing was we were giving it like a like a, a fake a couple fake bets. Like to your point, like we would give a lock. Like I got Hide Mr. Moon as my lock this week. Word. And then okay. you could also give like a player over under. Like I think Najee Harris is going way under this week. Yeah. And then yeah. at the end we gave like an actual NFL line that we like. So yeah. we can do that. It- it, it kills me, too, whenever you two both say, I don't know where it started, but when y'all say Aubrey. <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey. Y'all I'll tell you when that started. That, that, started me, that started because Ethan put together, a, in this exact segment, he put a together three a, team, a, a three-player parlay. A three-player <laughs> three parlay of hitting their over, and the, the one was the Dallas – is it the Dallas kicker? It's the Dallas rookie kicker. Aubrey. Aubrey. <laughs> Uh, but I'll tell you, Jack, we call these locks of the week, but there ain't nothing locked about my picks because I don't think I've hit <laughs> one of them. So let me be very clear on that. So take these with a grain of salt, a grain of paprika, if you may. Um, <laughs> like, dude, throwback to uh, freaking Blue's Clues. Remember Salt and Pepper had a child that oh. was paprika? Yes. <laughs> How did, that how, how did that happen? happen? How did that happen? What's oh, what's God. wrong with chili powder? We gotta what's have. What's wrong with old shit? Oh. <laughs> okay, wait. I'm not gonna make any more comments on that. All right, we're off the rails. Anyways, we're off the rails. We've been off the rails. Okay, lock of the week, interleague, in, intra-league here. Lock of the week. Um, I'm gonna start with the money line games. Uh, just just for the league, Trent. If that's okay with you, let's let's yeah. start with team money lines Mm, i'm gonna say give me the feelings money line give me the feeling money line over there against against trevolution i think i think gavin handles business here and trent or trevor you all right golly jack said that it was smart of me to uh pick pick things on speculations but uh i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say it i'm gonna take gavin full full wholeheartedly Hold me to that. I like it. All right, like that's it. fine. I'll give mine then real quick, and I'll be very quick about this. And there ain't nothing that's not quick about it. Give me Clarky Boy because of all the Matthew Stafford shit I spewed before. And, Rob, I'm rooting for you, really. I just – Clarky. there's no way Clarky loses this week. Go ahead, Jack. I mean, like, if I had to put, like – am I talking about, like, if I had to put, like, my like my grandchildren on the line here? Your like, mortgage. <laughs> Everything like on this page this week. Yes, mortal lock. Oh, the mortal lock. Uh, that I mean, that's easy. That's easy. Give me the moon. Give me the moon. Bet on yourself, man. Here we go. Every day, I do every day. Here we go. Yep. (laughs) Good stuff. All Jack knows is betting on himself. Jack's the underdog, and he's ready to take the world by storm. He's gotta. Um, let's vote. Right, who's your, who's your player? Give your player over under. Oh geez, my player over under. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring the most questionable over under this <laughs> week. So just be ready for it. Aubrey. Um, 
<laughs> Not Aubrey. I'm going to head over to a shifty matchup between Kyle and Chris and give me Dalton Schultz over 8.78. <laughs> well, you, you you are on the record saying you love CJ Stroud. So I, I like CJ. I like CJ. Dalton's getting the ball a lot more. Give me Schultz over 8.5 or 8.7. Okay, uh, I'll make this very quick. Jimmy Garoppolo, under 17 and a half. He might not even play, and if he does play, he ain't scoring 17 and a half against that Lions defense. Got an extra day to recover. Bounce back week, like everyone said, in the Motor City on Monday Night Football. Both my brothers are going to be in attendance. I hate that I won't be there. Go Lions, baby. Jimmy Garoppolo, under 17 and a half. Jack, what you got? And one pride, Trent, for real. Always. I I think... um... Kind of, we touched on him a little bit earlier, Ethan. I know you always kind of had a feeling for him. Give me Zay Flowers over twelve point two five. Yeah, he's a he's a quick little guy, and he catches the ball. So I don't I don't hate that pick at all. That guy gets the job done. Okay, do we um, want to do our uh, NFL locks now, E? You got yeah, some for us? Let for me, they're unlocks, really. Like, let's get the key and open these right up because ain't nothing locked in about these. <laughs> but while we mention it, go ahead and give me the Falcons money line <laughs> on the road, on the road against Tennessee. No, honestly, screw that. Give me the spread. Falcons a minus two and a half. Young Way Koo just hit a game-winning field goal last that week. That was electric. And oh yeah, the the love that the city gives that man is so inspiring. Give me the Falcons by three points. This has under written all over it. Oh yeah, here's Jack. With, he is on <laughs> Jack's roster. If if you were curious, and um, give me the Falcons what? minus two and a half. He's on Jack's roster because why wouldn't he be? Exactly. Why wouldn't he be? Uh, okay, make this quick. I have learned a lot of things in life. Devin will back me up on this. You do not bet against Mike Tomlin at home as an underdog. Give me the Steelers plus two and a half against the Jaguars. Jaguars, by the way, their record, I think they're like 500 or worse in America. Two of their wins have come overseas. Kind of weird. So give Whoa. me the Steelers. They played in London twice. They stayed there like for a whole week. Weird deal. But Jack, oh, what yeah, you got? Right. What you got for your NFL lock, Jack? Give me the Steelers. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm pulling up like this spread right now. You guys are kind of catching me off rip, but just give me whatever. This is gonna be so ridiculous, and you know what? We love that. Give me whatever the uh, plus is for the New England and Miami game, like plus uh, New England. It's probably like six and a half or some bullshit. Like nine and a half. <laughs> Shit. You're taking <laughs> New, New England to cover. Yeah, New England to cover plus nine and a half. Weird feeling. Give me. A oh, half. here we go. The moon is is bright. The moon hey, is bright. In I'll Miami. also throw this out there. I'll throw this out there. In years past, this is an NBA thing. In years past, LeBron's points, rebounds, assists has always been free money. I'm pivoting this season. It's Cade Cunningham. Last night, it hit with a bullet. It was like 30 and oh, a half. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. boy put up like, he put up like 41. Like, give me Cade. Every, every I'm just, <laughs> give me Cade's points, rebounds, assists. Cade's PRA. And with that, I don't know. We're off the rails. Fellas, do we have any last words? Jack, I'll toss it to you first. Thanks so much for joining us. You the man. Uh, Chicago yeah. skyline in the back. Thanks for showing up, putting on for the Windy City. 
And Jack, yeah, before, no. before I get off to you, I'll say my closing piece and then you can have the very last part. Jack, we again, like Trent said, to resonate, very thankful that you came on. We love we love the bullshit and we love the jargon. It's it's good to hear from you. It's good to talk to you. Boys, as, as always, let's have another good week. And Jack, close us out here and close us out with some passion. Close us out with some fire and send us off into the new weekend. I mean, I don't, I don't want to get too long-winded on these closing remarks. I'm gonna feel like get I'm long-winded, a dead defense attorney or something. You're in the windy city. Get long-winded. Get let's, long-winded. Let's, let Let's start serious because, as I feel, most people in this league, my my fucking boys. Let's get that straight. Like the boys that I'm with, like this fantasy football league. I know a lot of other people got other leagues going on and stuff. Like people in multiple leagues and stuff, but like. This has been maintained, man. And I've always been somebody big about history. And, like, the history that I have with all these fellas that have been through thick and thin, like, uh, <laughs> granted, we've uh, we've dropped players and we've lost players. But still, man, like, through thick and thin, man, like, they – you guys are my boys for real. And, like, um, I feel like most people not know me to be too serious of a guy. So that's why I want to start here. But, like, I love everybody, like, in this league. And I appreciate, like, how this league keeps us, like – close together and through all the bullshit and through all the antics like it's always been uh tight like having this hey i'm in this league with like my hometown friends like we've been in this since freshman year of high school and like ethan and i just turned 24 trent on a come up like we're still in this league and it's like it's a highlight every week man like these these uh nfl sundays and like this fall time of year is just i'm truly blessed like just for everybody in this league like no matter all the bullshit i say about uh any individual it's always all love and i'm just here just here for the content man and like but just always so appreciative of everybody and i mean making trades and uh picking people up and all the shenanigans that go on um on that serious note and so with that also said i want to give you two just like absolute most props like this is so dope that you guys are doing this. Like for Charlie, like you guys are like the man for this and like getting this set up. I, you guys truly, in my opinion, don't get enough credit, but like, I know like everybody's tuning in at least through some part of the podcast each week. I know most people are probably listening to the whole thing because like, this is, this is dope, man. I don't think a lot of leagues do this. I mean, obviously, and so it's this like you two deserve like all the credit in the world, like through all all the shit and everything. I love catching up with you boys always. Like my line's always open to anybody in this league. Like call me up, text me. Like don't be a stranger. Like we 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 for real. It's bigger than football, but at the moment, like don't hit me with no bullshit on like trades and stuff. Because I will tell you, <laughs> I'll be because I will be honest. I will be honest, and I will post your trade in the chat. I will post your trade in the chat if it's bullshit, but, um, yeah, so that's my serious thing. Like, man, like it's, it's really cool. Like what you guys have done, where this league has gone and truly just where every one of us have gone, like all in our respective positions and, uh, journeys of life at the moment is just incredible. And that's my cue that the whiskey has been talking, but the, the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the funny part about this is, is what I want to end with on like a lighter note is that, um, a, a little quote, a little quote that I uh, told to a, a girl I was on a date with last week. Um, I said, <laughs> I, I, told her, I told her at the bar, I said, time, and this came out like my ass. Like, she's like, like, what's a quote of life you, what's a quote of life you live by? Ever oh, a girl man. ask you that question on the spot? Back against like, the wall. I'm like, okay, shit. And this is what I said. And it's, it pertains to, um, I think all of our situations in a way. 
time is the most expensive luxury in the world. It's something that you can spend and you can never get back. You can never make more than it. So, Damn, bro. And so in yeah, short, so. in short, uh, death waits for no man. That's basically what we're, what we're saying and, here. And listen, man, I enjoy spending all my time with you guys and in this league and on this podcast doing stuff like this. So that's real spill. And, uh, it, and I know I may not have like the greatest say in this, but I would like this podcast to be named this episode specifically to be named um, for all the dogs. Um, you guys obviously have the final mm. ruling, but can you please name? This oh, well, it's done, man. It's done. It, it, it's hey, done. Hey, no final ruling. This isn't this isn't democracy, man. This is a, whoever calls it first. You called it. You all podcast it. is just my request for yeah. all the dogs. That's what I you want it. to call for it. all the dogs. Do you want Thank dogs you, spelled D A W G S or D O G S? D-O-G-S. Actually, no, you know what? No, do D-A-W-G-S. Because that gets a great period. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that, right? Well, yeah. if you if if you change your mind, just have your agent reach out to my agent. We'll have like everyone, you know, people line, get connected. Line it up. E. Any famous last words from Easy E. Look, man, Jack, you couldn't have said it any better. I think it's good as people and as humans to reflect on the joys in life. And I think that while you talk very highly about how it's been for you and, and the and the people of this league, like this has also been really enjoyable for me and Trent to be able to come together and bring this product to you guys. I know we have just as fun making it as you guys have fun listening to it. So we love doing this. And this this only happens with like everybody, you know, like if, if everyone's not putting in that effort to to talk shit, to contribute, to be an active member, like we have no reason to be up here talking. And the fact that this league has, like you said, come from where it's come from and has grown and compiled every single year. Just the product that we have now is something like I can be proud of. And just being three members that have been in the league for so long, like I think it's totally valid to be able to acknowledge that we have come a long way as as friends, as as like a league. Like I, I tell people that I've been like I'm still friends with my high school guys, and they're like, for real? And I'm like, dude, right. yeah, and they're 16, they're 16 plus, by the way. Like we run deeper than just the people in this league. Right. And it's just, it, there's something to be said about the relationships that these guys have together and just the things that we're able to do. And like, just the, the fact that no one, no one oversteps, nobody intrudes, like everyone knows each other and everyone's cool with that. And we're all just, we're all just a unit. We always have been, we always will be. And I just can't see us slowing down now. So foot on the gas yeah, pedal and let's continue to grow. It's never personal, ever, ever, ever. Closing remark, I'll say this. So everything you guys, and I echo everything you guys have said, but um, on the back of that, I will never forget when I told my college roommate when I first moved in, I was like, yeah, I got a fantasy football league with 16 dudes. He was like, you got to get out of that right now. And I said, over my dead fucking body. (laughs) Here we are, baby. Rocking and rolling. Yeah, we love y'all. Uh, best of week in week eight. Best of luck in week eight. Judas Priest. I got to go to bed. All right. Uh, from Easy E, Hide Mr. Moon, Mr. Jack and Minnie, T Bal. This has Yo, been bro. the weekly notes. Good luck, y'all. Love y'all. Peace. God bless.